So there's a story, Leanna, about a teacher. It's a story about a teacher who was fired for not affirming a student's identification as a cat. And we're going to talk about starting the show. Okay, we're going to talk about that later in the show. All right. Okay. Um, Because that is when I first heard this story, I was like, what's happening? and it serves to in, to illustrate how some type of information gets through the ecosystem. So we'll talk about that. Also attached to that, the story that some schools in Michigan had started putting litter boxes in their schools for kids who identified as cats. I, so, I actually have a, a tie into this that we didn't talk about before the show, but maybe well, it'll you, go then you'll way. surprise me about with it later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's something that's uh, going on in in ridiculous i say this I have, later yeah i have no idea whether to call news news now or just an extension of social media stupid but yeah it's something along those lines it is that, uh, it is incestuous yeah C- kind of like uh, a relationship on game of thrones uh, <laughs> yeah all right um we're uh, we're going to talk about that and the outrage that followed it and and it very, it's very illustrative, I would say. So we'll get to that. You know, is it true is one of the questions about a kid, a teacher being forced to uh, 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 go along with a kid who identifies as a cat. We'll, uh, we'll get to that. Um, but first, um, this was an interesting thing that, uh, and probably you people can relate to this on a very great level. I was saying to Leanna, how like I used to be a sugar fiend like sugar to me was like weed to Cheech and Chong um I just loved sugar any of the sweetest the most weird bubblegum flavors that would come out I'd have to try them the the strangest uh pop flavors I'd have to try it (coughs) now I sound like an old man with emphysema um and then I just I decided to stop. I'm not getting any younger. I decided to just put a stop to that. Um, I still like sweet things, but I the ultra sweet things, the the gross things, um, I don't. Uh, and my palate changed. Used to be, I loved donuts. Yes. I would be out driving, and I'd see a Tim's, and I you know what? I could use a donut, and I get a donut. Usually the the chocolate iced ring. Um, uh, some of the raised chocolate, they call it different things everywhere. That and the, uh, the, the uh, maple and no, I hated the maple one. I meant the, uh, the glazed. Um, and why am I telling people what donuts I like? Nobody cares. Um, <laughs> the point is that the, uh, also sugar twists. Uh, the, the thing is that now I'm saying to Leanna, when I see a donut, my stomach sort of turns in, 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 in like revulsion. Um, I, I used to, I used to you know, donuts. Now it's like, yeah, just the looking at them turns me off. And Leanna said something that I thought was extremely poignant. Why don't you say it again? Uh, donuts don't taste like they look. And that is so true. 
they don't taste like they look. They look like they would be delicious. And then you eat it and it's completely unsatisfying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a missing flavor. Yeah. Like like in the, the chocolate, raised chocolate one, um, the, the missing flavor is actual chocolate. Um, and I, I think the reason I have a good association, I had a good association with donuts, is that when I was a kid, they made them differently. There, that, that they tasted differently. The chocolate on top was different. The, the dough uh, for the, the donut was different. It had a different, they, they actually tasted differently. And in the last, I don't know, 20 years, 30 years, they sort of, you know, factory farm uh, uh, model of, of donuts. Yeah. And you- uh, All Hostess products too. You know, the Hostess cupcakes, Twinkies, Ding Dongs, I, things like that. Yeah, I never liked Twinkies, I will say. Oh. But I did, I, did like the, uh, I did like the cupcakes. Um, the cupcakes, now, the cupcakes are pretty good. I actually went online to see if they if if there's proof they changed the the formulation because you can't call it a recipe. They're all made by machines, right? Well, a machine can be can make a recipe. Yeah, but uh, apparently there are theories that they have cut the amount of cocoa in Hostess cupcakes to save money. Well, it it, it and the other thing, growing up. Frankenberry and Count Chocula cereals, also Booberry. Um, loved those cereals. Um, and then there were many years where those cereals were not available in Canada. And then they became available in Canada again. And I tried uh, Frankenberry and Count Chocula, and, and they were horrible. Like they just tasted like I was eating pure chemicals. Now, maybe my palate has changed from when I was a kid, but I don't think that much. I, the experience of Frankenberry and Count Chocula is not the same as the experience of Frankenberry and Count Chocula when I was a kid. They have just slowly changed people's palates to accept things that taste artificial and chemically mm -hmm. as uh, you know, playing on the association people built with these uh, items, um, that craving that's still there. And then you go to eat it. And like you said, it doesn't taste like it, like it looks like it should. Well, yeah, it just, it tastes like, it tastes like not just sugar, but be sweet beyond sweet, beyond sugar. I, I hate that sweet beyond sweet. Like I think Krispy Kreme donuts are the height of that. Didn't that die out? I, it seems that the 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 craze seemed to have reduced. They, but I tried, they, I tried a Krispy Kreme donut once, and like my mouth hurt. Oh, it, they were oh my god! Krispy Kreme were disgusting. First of all, they were they were wet like with some yes. viscous uh, coating. Yeah, it's like they um, soak them in liquid sugar. Yeah, like you you eat them and you get and it gets all over you. It's just it, it is it is such an American uh, confection. In that it's that, just sugar that, and yeah. sugar coated with liquid sugar just to make sure you get as much sugar as you, you know, because, um, you know, there's not enough diabetics in the world. I mean, I don't even like sugar in my coffee. I drink my coffee black because then you can taste the coffee. Well, I, uh, I, I'm very disappointed with where uh, these sweet confections have gone and Krispy Kreme. Initially, there was a huge craze for them here in Toronto, and they that, opened. Yeah. They opened up, and there were lineups. And then next thing you knew, they were gone. 
Well, that was like, remember that cookie company for a while that was really trendy? I, I don't I don't remember the what, name. Felix and, and Norton? I, I don't know. The one that ever. And I tried the, I, I tried them and they were too sweet for me, too. Yeah, it's I I'm very disappointed. I should be able to have a good experience with Count Chocula and Frankenberry. Well, I, even, I should... even, you know, a cookie should not just be sugar, right? Like a good chocolate chip cookie is semi-sweet chocolate and there's a bit of a buttery taste to the cookie. Yes. Yeah, like it shouldn't just be all sugar. Well, they also put something in them now so that all cookies are soft. Like they never get hard like cookies used to. Well, because like, they want them to be self-stable for longer. Well, and they, they have cookies. Like cookies, when you'd get them out of the oven and they'd be soft, that was like a treat. Now you can get cooked. But why are you laughing at? Well, because I'm thinking about when you're around when I make cookies, because the first batch, it's 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 like, you know, it's like a raccoon got to them. They'll be sitting, waiting to cool. It'll turn out a half of them will be gone. How do you know that wasn't a raccoon? Because you're the only one there. A raccoon could have come in and gone out again. And you wouldn't even know. That's not the most plausible theory. Um, So. Uh, you know, it, it's a treat when you would get these cookies out of out of the oven. And now they make them so that they are always soft. And there's, I mean, that's not natural in nature. For well, these, they're, they're, there's some kind of chemical they're putting in there to keep it. It's like an anti-Viagra for well, cookies. Well, there are actually different recipes if you want like soft chocolate chip cookies or, you know, crunchy chocolate chip cookies. But you got to be careful with the soft ones because they don't last as long. I, I, it, it, it's, it's what's going on with our, our it, well, we can't even we can't even trust our it's hydrogenated our oil we can't it's trust hydrogenated our oil it, it we, just it it doesn't break down it's shelf stable so all you're eating is something that's really really bad for you the trans fats the, it's it, it I, I i think it's very disappointing and an indication of where our society has gone that i can't have Count Chocula and Frankenberry tasting like it used to, like proper Count uh, Count Chocula and Frankenberry. I can't have a donut that tastes like my long-term, my brainstem remembers donuts tasting mm-hmm. like. Uh, like some uh, p- people pay a lot of attention to healthier foods these days, and there's a lot of focus on uh, chemical-free and uh, natural ingredients. And so on, on things like, you know, your salads and even burgers and stuff like that. But there is no attention being paid to food that is just crap and making sure that it's quality crap. Well, except in uh, vegan food. What do you mean? Vegan food's not crap. Uh, Vegans, I don't know why there's an obsession with cupcakes. Vegan cupcakes? Yeah, I don't. I you know you you know I eat a lot of vegan food, and I don't eat meat. Uh, but yeah, cupcakes obsession with cupcakes in vegan circles. Yeah, because no... nobody has yet made a good one. No, there are some pretty good ones, but I I've asked a few people why is it always cupcakes, and no one seems to know. Hostess ho hos. I used to like hostess ho hos. Which ones are those? Were those the, the round ones that yeah, were the sort of like a Swiss roll? Yeah, yeah, Hostess Ho-Hos. 
And the thing is that now, like you said, they, they, when they cut the cocoa, if they did, they replace it with something that's like a, a chocolate-like chemical that, that create. It's like when you, uh, when you go to get potato chips and they're uh, bacon-flavored. Yes. And they have a certification on it that they're kosher. So you know well, there is just, no bacon in yeah, these just, things. It's just the hickory smoke um, uh, flavor additive. Well, they, I mean, there's so many that uh, every year as it lays, comes out with uh, regional uh, yeah. potato chips. And yeah. they, can, they can very much create a, uh, something that is evocative of almost any food now. Like it's, it's, uh, it's rather nefarious. How about, it, how about, you know what, instead of giving me roast chicken flavor potato chips, why don't you give me potato chips with some roast chicken in them? Well, I blame pumpkin spice for that. Uh, because that well, got because so popular? pumpkin spice has no pumpkin in it. Pumpkin spice is just the spices you put in pumpkin pie. So it's like cinnamon, nutmeg, cloves. You see, nobody, there is no, no authority regulating the quality of crap food. And crap food really is, it's a part of our, our daily life. We should be able to eat a sugary garbage and still know that there is some quality control in this sugary garbage. There is a degree of satisfaction that we are guaranteed when we eat a hostess ho-ho, or when I have a raised chocolate donut, or when I eat uh, Count Chocula. Like there should be, like there should be consumer advocates for uh, crappy food, for sugary food that isn't good for you. We know it's not good for us, but does that mean, you know, prick us, do we not bleed? Does that well, mean that we shouldn't expect a consistent and proper taste experience? Well, if people stopped buying them, if people stopped eating them, Don't then- Don't crazy. Okay. I mean, I stopped because I realized I'm not enjoying this. I'm getting this out of habit. Yeah. Um, but- So yeah, you I mean, want a big government solution to crap food? Yes. I, okay. I think that it, the government needs to step in and regulate crappy food. We need, or the industry needs to get together and come up with a series of standards. Um, well, that's supposed to be market competition. That if somebody comes out with a better product, then that better product becomes, it's just sort of like, you know, Tim Hortons recognized their coffee was getting, like McDonald's was making a run for them on coffee because Tim Horton's coffee does not taste like it used to. And so, you know, Tim Horton's put in the dark roast, which, you know, as somebody who drinks black coffee, I, I don't know why modern Tim Horton's regular roast gives me such God awful gut rot, but it does. The dark roast isn't bad. You know, this reminds me of something we did on the late night show a number of years ago. And everybody laughed at me when I said, cause you know, I just said, how about potato chips with actual chicken in them? Um, people and people, ah, oh, that's funny. That's a stupid idea. I came up with the idea of meat donuts. Oh, you did several years ago. The idea being that you want a quick snack. It doesn't mean you don't want some protein and, with and it. robot chicken got credit for it, but you did it first. I came up with me, the idea of meat donuts, you know, some roast beef, uh, some bacon, uh, uh, or, or, you know, sprinkled on the top. There was ways of incorporating meat as a topping on uh, on donuts and uh, they oh how they laughed at me oh how they laughed 
And then now you can go and get gourmet donuts that have bacon on them. So, sure, now it's a big gourmet item. But when I suggested it 20 years ago, it was heresy. It was crazy. Ed, they said, you can't put meat on a donut. Well, yes, you can. And I should have pursued that back then. I should have got some investors and came out with meat donuts. Now, I'd have to change the name. You couldn't call it meat donuts because that sounds like a euphemism for a body part. So you'd have to change the name, but they would essentially be meat donuts. I should have followed it through. I should follow through the napping crap now because someday that's going to be popular. Dead. You see, you're laughing. No, now you got to call it like Air PNN or something like that, or Air NNC. I don't know. I napping crap makes so much sense. For those who don't know, I, I, I pointed out there's times during the day when you're driving and you need, you want a good bathroom, like you really need to use a toilet and you'd like a good bathroom instead of having to find something in a fast food place, um, you know, so you can sit down and have a, a nice experience. Um, or you're like, it's the middle of the day and you're really tired, like you're driving somewhere and you've been driving for a while and you're tired. You don't need a full sleep, you just need a nap. So I was coming up with the idea of a place that is similar to a hotel, but it's rooms uh, by the 15 minute increments. And you can, it's got a nice toilet and a nice bed and you can nap and crap or crap and nap. You can nap and not crap. You can crap and not nap. Um, but it serves that those people that need just, just need a short break. And then you of course, besmirch the whole idea so you'll be used by hookers. Well, that's not just besmirching. I mean, that's fine. I'm trying I, to. I'm trying to provide. They have those pods in airports, right? Yeah. You know, you I don't think you can crap in a pod. I mean, you can, but the next person's going to get a no, hell of a my, surprise. My whole thing um, is who's going to clean them. That was my first thing I said to you. Who's going to clean them? Well, in the states, Mexicans. How about here? Um, here we don't have a particular. Uh, ethnicity that, it, that we force to be a subclass. So here it could be anybody. It'd be, you know, it, it's like, it's like uh, room service, or not room service, uh, housekeeping services in, in, in uh, hotels. People do the job. They're essential services. Yeah, I, I just, who's, you know, if, if people are coming in and out of that every 20 minutes and someone's got to clean that, that's going to be a very expensive business model. No, you just you hire people for minimum wage. That's still very expensive. I was thinking that the beds would have you ever go you ever go to the doctor and they have that place the thing you're supposed to lie down on that pad and it's got that paper on it that he, he, the next when the next person comes he just pulls the paper off that you used and it pulls down and he just rips it off throws it out and it's a fresh piece of paper. I was thinking about something like that with sheets. See. I, I, I guess I just can't relate to this whole idea because I'm one of those people I need like a full blown like pagan ritual to get to sleep anywhere. Midday, it's, you know, it's probably not going to happen. So what I, do you like? Is, you like burn things? Oh, I. Dance and grass skirts? Yeah, I'll do anything to try to sleep because it, I, I am not great. I really like sleep. And I love it when I get sleep, but especially this time of year, because my allergies get so bad, 
I normally I'm a one coffee a day person. Lately, I've been up to three because I just can't breathe. And of course, you know, that three o'clock wall comes, I'm dying. I got to work another five hours. And so, you know, you're not supposed to have coffee after 3 p.m., but sometimes you have to. So then won't go to sleep at night or sleep for three hours and then wake up. You know, I'll go to bed at midnight, wake up around 6, 6 a.m. And that's not enough. And so the cycle just gets worse and worse and worse and worse. And see, I, I think, you know how you have like personal days at work? Yeah. I think people should be able to take just nap days, just exhaustion days. Just, you know, I am wiped out right now and not a mental health day because it's, it's not, you're not you're having a mental health crisis. You're tired. I'm so sick of it. You, you know, I do a show called It's Not Therapy and that's part of it. I'm tired of people treating actual health health like a mental health thing. If you don't eat properly, if you don't sleep properly, you don't feel good. That's not because something's wrong with your brain. That's because you're worn out. There was a time where I was consulting uh, on a project at CBC and CBC has, uh, I don't know what they call them, alone time rooms or something like that, uh -huh. where they've got like a couch and the, the, you know, it's private. The window has uh, closed blinds and stuff and there's a phone in there. Um, I would go in there, close the door and just take a nap. Uh, like Which is George, what everybody did. George at Seinfeld. I, I couldn't believe the place was that the room was open all the time. It's like, why are people not taking naps? All right. Speaking of taking naps, we're going to go to a break. When we come back, um, did uh, a teacher get fired for not meowing back to a student who identifies as a cat? Um, we will discuss this and other things when we return on uh, Ed and Red. All right, we're back, Leanna. I should I should mention our uh, sponsor, Hoozle. 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 Um, okay, so Hoozle, here's what it is. It's for indie artists, um, and they are a music discovery platform that takes unsigned and independent artists and gives them a, uh, helps them get discovered. It works like this: um, you they will give you a full screen photo of your song. I don't know how you have a photo of a song. <laughs> um it's uh, uh this is part of obviously maybe you should have asked yeah how do you get a they, said they, they give a full screen photo of your song how do you what are like the, the vu meter like how do you have a, a photo of a song on hoozle see this is just one of the intriguing things that will draw you there you can see pictures of songs um and it also gives you a 30 second preview and you know you as the consumer you can like it add it to a playlist Leave it a com leave a comment or have the music follow you. It's like TikTok, but for indie artists and without the idiots videos. My God, I had to watch TikTok a couple of weeks ago. My brain has still not recovered from the injury. <laughs> what a what a waste of time. Um, to uh, now, if you're a, a music person and you want to get on Hoozle, you have to go to the App Store, search for Hoozle. It's spelled W H O O Z L W H. O-O-Z-L. You download the app, and from there, you can upload your music directly from your iPhone. Uh, no need to pay a distributor or a middleman. So if you're an artist that really wants to get some extra exposure, um, Hoozle is the place to go. You can go to their, check them out on their website, hoozle.com. 
W-H-O-O-Z-L.com. Um, and uh, you can uh, upload directly from your desktop there too. So they're on Instagram at Hoozle Music, uh, Twitter at Hoozle Music, uh, Instagram is at Hoozle underscore music, um, which I hate that. I have to always put like for certain things, Ed, underscores. Ed, this is a sponsor. But it, this is no, a don't, call. no, 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 don't dunk on the sponsor. The underscores and everything, just, just read the ad. No, I just like, I, I have to do, I have to read out for Instagram, Ed underscore the underscore sock. So Hoozle underscore music, I, that underscore thing, I just hate it. Like, why, why do we have to do that? Why can't they just let us do what we want to do without the underscores? Because anyway, someone already had the thing without the underscore. That's not an excuse. All right. Um, we're going to, uh, so thank you to uh, Hoozle, our uh, sponsor here on the Ed and Red podcast. All right, Leanna. Yes. So the story we've been teasing, story that, that, that went around the internet, that um, I heard this story from a friend who's, who's not an idiot um, and who, who does tend to be able to discern fact from fiction, that um, a, a child in a school in the U.S. Uh, identified as a cat and the teacher, uh, the school accommodated this student by treating him, was it a her? I don't recall. Treating it, the student. The, it was a him. The girl was the one that allegedly said something to the teacher. All right. So uh, the, the school, they were, they were accommodating this boy by allowing him to behave like a cat. I don't know what that is. Like, did he, did he walk on keyboards? Did he, did he sleep on, <laughs> did he sleep on did desks? He, did he butthole people's faces? Yeah. Did he, like, yeah. Did he do all those things? Anyway, and a substitute teacher came in is the story and was reading the attendance list. Well, this is an actual claim from a woman on TikTok who claimed to be said substitute teacher. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and she said she was reading the, 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 the attendance and kept hearing a meow. And when she, she was like, who did that? You know, stop the pranks or whatever. And she, uh, another student said, oh, that's Jimmy. He, uh, his name wasn't Jimmy. That's Jimmy. He identifies as a cat. And she had to go to the, the principal's office where she was fired because she refused to um, identify with the, the, the children in the way that they like to be identified. Um, and a lot of people jumped on this because every time there is something about, like, you know, with, with uh, gay marriage, opponents were making, saying ridiculous things like, what's to stop someone from marrying yeah. their dog? Yeah, um, yeah, and, it's the same song again. Yeah, and you know, it's an absurd ex ex uh, exposition. Mm -hmm. um, um, not exposition, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's got X in it. Example, Extrapo uh, extrapolation. extrapolation. Yeah. yeah, it's absurd. And they use this absurdity to try to, uh, um, poke holes in something well, which is yeah, not absurd. It's an ad reductum absurdum argument, right? It's fallacious. Yeah. And fallacious. Oh, fallacious. Yeah. Fallacious. Not where you went. It Sorry, is a I only heard fallacy. The first, I only heard the first part of that and I was like, what are we talking about? Sorry, um, I'm flashing back to the critical thinking podcast I used to do. Yes, which is still available online called yes. uh, it still holds Broken up. Clock. Yeah. Um, anyway, um, and so uh, right-wing sources seized on this and it was promoted by right-wing websites. And of course, because it's absurd, people picked up on it and it, it, got, it got wide carriage. 
Yeah. And, um, and people just believed it. They didn't go, wait a minute. This sounds strange because one at the one moment, it's like the power of the teachers unions. And now teacher got fired. Which is it? Well, and, and to me, it was like, wait a minute. This kid, they're 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 allowing a kid to say that they are a cat and to behave like a cat, like they're actually putting up with this in in classes. Uh, yeah, so, I, uh, I think it was probably the students giving the supply teacher a hard time. Um, which boy, did I do that? Which happens. In, oh, that was one of the greatest joys of my entire life. When I find out, especially is, junior there, high. Yeah. Are there people that haven't had a kid do this to them? Like this just seems to me like one of the joys of childhood that a kid comes up to you and goes, I'm a vampire or I'm a robot or, you know, I'm a dog or I'm Donkey Kong. And it's like, okay, Donkey Kong, you know, are you going to throw a barrel? Yeah. Ah, you know, like, okay. But the rest, but, but the rest of like you, you, you have that little fun interchange, but the kid doesn't insist on being called, um, uh, I bore 300. But and, that's, but that's you know, probably, well, some kids do some kids go like all the way with it. Yeah. And they it's, go to the principal's office. No, they don't. My God. Is that what we're doing to kids now? That's so stifling. I'm, I'm sorry. Oh, wait a minute. You, you do not have to give in to allowing a student to behave like a cat. There okay, are certain I, behaviors okay, Ed, in class Ed, that need no, to be, that need to I, behave. You cannot, like I said, walk on keyboards, sleep in sunbeams. Like no, you, you, need, you need to be able to talk to this person and get a response that is understandable. If not, the kid should go to English as a second language where they speak cat. Uh, this is- well, but, but okay. The kid, like, this is one of those joke things where you probably would have been, okay, well, my cat understands me when I talk and that's it. You know, this is kids having fun. I would never have been able to make it in the uptight climate of today as a kid. I was a strange kid. I, I did and do have a very overactive imagination. I used to stack my toys up on the stairs in our house and then sit in them like E.T. I had really, really vivid relationships. And one of the things that I was for, oh God, it was, a, it was at least a solid school year was Thundercats. Did you ever insist that they call you Chitara and talk about Thundera or whatever well, the hell? No, because Lionel was, Lionel was my favorite. Did you ever insist you must call me Lionel and then speak in another language, which was not a language? We actually did grief our teachers in middle school that way. And they knew we were griefing. So they just played along. I remember one substitute teacher. I uh, came in after lunch and was wearing uh, like a sweater and a baseball cap. Yeah. And I spoke like Beaver from Leave it to Beaver. Yeah. Um, but I expected to be thrown out of the class. Like I, I knew I'm, I'm a, 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 an S disturber. And I knew that I, I did not expect that I, I should be accommodated. The See, teacher talked, called me a Theodore or now, Beaver. I mean, it's, it, there, there's certain things, there's certain modes of behavior that are required in a classroom. Anyway, just to go back, the story is, is I mean, not this, true that she was fired. The right. Snopes investigated it and they determined uh, that is, this story is unproven. The, well, the teacher said she was not fired, but yeah. did not well, say the, whether this actually happened with the kid and the cat. Yeah, I get the sense based on her response that she exact she actually exaggerated it a lot. 
based on her. She called it a little rant. And my, my thought is, first of all, um, you know, how do you fire a substitute teacher? You just don't rehire them again, right? Oh, no, you Problem with the home. story number one. No, no, right? we, I remember Mr. Davison. Um, he was there for the morning, not there for the afternoon. Okay, okay, fair enough. But, but also, I mean, we, I guess this is the benefit of going to a school in uh, a not great neighborhood. Our teachers were good with mischief, with good trouble. If you weren't doing anything terribly bad, they rewarded the ingenuity. They were okay with a little bit of chaos as long as it didn't get out of control. Well, as long as um, there were, you know, because always there were limits. How disruptive was it to the right, class? Right, right, exactly. And, and trying to talk and, and having a student who pretends not to understand and who you ask them a question and they respond in meows, that is disruptive to the class. You do not accommodate that. Well, why? You just ignore the kid. How it's is that disruptive. helping with education? You, you, it's, it's a phrase I can't say on the radio, you know? No, it, now I'm curious. Well, F around and find out. Oh, all right. Yeah. It, okay. If you're not going to take this seriously, we're going to ignore you. If you keep making noise during class, then, you know, I, I got in trouble once. Uh, it's, it's interesting. Similar friend. Um, I did no so Halloween costumes at a school he did outreach to. Oh, and no so meaning like glue, it, but not sewing. Yeah. You, you don't need to use. Uh, sewing machines so it was something a kid could make themselves in like the first through third grades and did it involve aluminum foil at all uh did we i think we had that once but one of the things i showed a group of girls to make was cat ears and one of the parents actually complained to the school about the workshop i did because their daughter wouldn't take the cat ears off a week later and so i get sensitive to these things because to me this is a kid doing an early kind of cheeky attempt at independence, at self-actualization. And these are not literal statements. These children do not truly believe they are cats, but they are trying to see if you will play along with them. And kids, especially at that age, don't respect people who can't play along. They're trying there's to see playing, if they can trust you. There's playing along. Like, I would have no problem with the, the girl having cat ears. Like, I but have zero that, problem complained. with that. But she didn't insist that, that, that she was a cat. Like, you can't identify as a cat. You, 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 you like, there are limits. You know, this is a whole thing that they're playing on. The, Ed, you're you know, being how people way can, too literal. People can identify as uh, male or female or non-binary. And so this is they're taking this to the next level ah, 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 to, try but to, no. to try to no, show no, that no. It, it's, it's absurd when, in fact, it is not absurd to identify as a male or female or non-binary. That is within the realm of human experience. And you um, know what? In certain indigenous cultures, it's also not absurd to identify as an animal. That's why the rest of us are not supposed to use the term spirit animal. It's actually a sacred term in certain cultures. Does the person, uh, first of all, if you're a cat, you got to be naked. Okay. Well, kids? no. Cats don't wear clothes. So well, you got to be naked. Do. Huh? 
you're not on you're not on the same Twitter feeds that I am. I see cats in hats and cats in outfits. I yeah, dressed but, up one of my cats as a princess once. Yeah, they take the picture quickly because the cat ain't going to put up with that crap for long. Well, um, actually, the one cat would. That's why he got dressed up as the princess. <laughs> OK, there's always one. But yeah. it's like, kid, you, you gotta you gotta be naked um, because cats no, you know. are naked. Um, and you can't get on. You, you can't uh, get on a desk. The kids were giving the supply teacher a hard time. Ed, you are playing into this lunacy. The kids were griefing the supply teacher. Well, the that's thing I, it. Thing I find interesting is that while Snope says it's not, it's unproven because the teacher uh, only said that she wasn't fired. Right, like, which, it, which invalidates the whole story because that then it's no, the kids were griefing her. Well, there's there's is one story that it's funny they call it unproven on Snopes, even though the there was a story that a school in Michigan um, or schools in Michigan were putting litter boxes in the bathroom for kids who are students who identified as cats. And they contacted the the head of yeah. the, you know, the education yeah. thing in Michigan. And they said, no, this is absolutely not happening. Um, but rather than saying, you know, false on Snopes, they basically said unproven because they said, we can't prove that there was no that no school ever put their box out. They're being very careful because of what happened with critical race theory. You know, this world is a very strange place and not in the way I like strange places. It's just a strange place. We're in a well, strange time no, in history. No, you know what the problem with the world is not strange enough. People are too obsessed with normal. All these culture war fights are people just so obsessed with structure and control and certainty and normalcy. That's the problem. All right. Well, structure is important. And I just realized how long this segment has gone on. So we're going to go to a break. Uh, when we come back, we'll talk about other stuff um, in the, uh, the 10 minutes or so that we have left for two segments. So uh, one of these days, I'll pace this show right. Um, <laughs> Today ain't that day. Uh, we'll be back. All right, welcome back. Can I can I just go back to something that was sort of connected to the last segment? And I just want to say, because I'm getting really frustrated by it. Yeah, I mean, we got nothing. I don't know what we're supposed to talk about. Yeah, so like all, all of these ridiculous stories like, oh, now kids are identifying as cats and all that stuff. Let's face it. This is a shot at trans and non-binary people. Absolutely. That's absolutely. They, they, they're taking this, what do you call it? Reductum. Uh, Reductum absurdum. Absurdum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And slippery slope arguments, right? Dogs and cats living together, mass hysteria, Ghostbusters quote. Yeah. And this really bothers me because I was really, really involved in the marriage equality movement in the 90s. And this just feels like that all over again. People catastrophized and demonized something they didn't understand and felt weird to them. And they're doing the exact same thing to trans people. And so what, all I want to say is if you're somebody who has evolved on gay marriage, if you thought it was weird and dangerous, and now you don't remember that when you hear stories about transgender people or non-binary people, because it's going to be the same. 
I, I have a lot of friends and clients who are transgender and non-binary, and it is very, very real. They are not crazy people. They are some of the most together people I know because they have to be, and some of them aren't, and they have other mental health conditions. And you know what? That's okay because cisgender people have those too, right? And I'm getting really sick of seeing this all over again, because people don't learn. There's a big fight now all over the internet about, you know, the term pregnant people. Vaguely aware. Yeah. And to me, that really struck a nerve with me because I remember how, you know, you get mommy tracked in the media. If you're a woman of childbearing age, they use the fact, oh, you're just going to, you're just going to have a baby soon um, to, to hold you back. The, you know, everything involving the uterus makes people who have one treated like less of a person than people who don't. And the first time I heard the term pregnant people, I'm like, oh, come on, you can't even say pregnant mother anymore. But then I thought about my own struggle with the, the, uh, the very idea of having kids. And one of the things that terrified me is I wasn't gonna matter the minute I popped out a kid. Now I was just a caregiver for that child. The child was the only person anybody was going to care about. My needs, my dreams were all going to be second. And so I actually think that the term pregnant people teaches us something to remind ourselves that the, you know, the primary caregiver of children is still the woman. And we treat those women like comparative garbage. And we should stop doing that. So don't let that term, don't let the fight over terms divide you. This is actually something that we can use as a learning moment and treat everyone better by re-examining how we treat people who are the bearers of children. That's an interesting way to go at it, to point out that people, that, that those who carry babies are people still. That's yeah. an interesting, it's an interesting, because I understood the, re the reason behind the, the pregnant people term is that um, somebody can some, some non-binary yeah okay. a trans man um, that, could still biologically a, perhaps carry a child but that person is a man so yeah you that's, can't say a pregnant woman you have to say a pregnant a pregnant person that, that's, that's where it came from yeah and I do think that there's a place for that if if maternity clinics who do not have or or doctors offices who do not have a specialty in trans medicine want to keep using the term mothers that's okay because they're probably not the best fit for a transgender client anyway. But we're also talking about the, the, the percentage of people who are trans of the population, very small. The percentage of that uh, group who are trans men that are going to be carrying babies, very small also. Well, so, you also, it only happens if you say are late on a testosterone shot. So that, that's a bit of a red herring. It's more the non-binary community who I think is going to grow because now people know it's an option. And I'm really good with that. People are using the fact that there are more and more and more people identifying this way as a sign that something's wrong. I disagree. This is giving more and more people the ability to validate their identity. I mean, language changes. These are questions of linguistic philosophy not biology, right? This is, this is a culture thing. This is not a science thing. And we have had categories of people evolve, right? 
I mean, I remember when gay marriage first became a thing and people complained about, oh, it's my partner now. I can't say my wife now. It's my partner. Sure you can. Sure you can. Nobody is stopping you from identifying as a mother or a father. No one is stopping you from identifying as a pregnant woman. Some people are just using more inclusive terms because they are aware of someone that doesn't fit that mold. All right. And, you know, it's the same way people freaked out and it's changing the national anthem to from it all our sons command to in all of us command. I didn't like that because it sounds awkward. Not that uh, you, get, you get you get used to it. And I mean, as somebody who had to learn the national anthem in two languages, I'm like, whatever. It's I don't hurts. understand why it wasn't in all of our command. What is this us horse crap? Well, it because it's it's the part of speech. Very strange. All right. We we unfortunately have to go. To I, I, I no, I, I will. I will answer this after the break. Why it's us. OK, instead good. Of... All right. When we come back, why it's us instead of our right. on our national anthem. Stay with us. All right, we're back. All right, so we the national anthem of Canada. Uh, true say for all. patriot love. I gotta stand up. Um, yeah. They uh, they uh, it went from true patriot love. True patriot in love. All our sons yeah. command. Right. And it became in all of us command. Command. And right. I'm like, what? This is how the Incredible Hulk speaks. No, this does well, not sound like proper English. But it is. It's actually more proper English because you don't have a dangling participle. It doesn't sound right. Did all of us come at? What does that even mean? It's exactly the same. True patriot love in all thy sons command instead of true patriot love in all of us command. It's exactly the same. I do not understand this. Okay. True patriot love commanded in our, we command our sons to have patriot love. Right. That's what the line means. Is that what it means? Yeah, but you're treating patriot love as the subject of the sentence. So it's like I put the ball in the basket, right? Slowly. What part of the anthem is that? Uh, true patriot love in all of us command. Oh, so, I'm talking about the ball in the basket. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's the same. It's the same construction of speech, right? Like, all right. True patriot love is the thing we're commanding in us. What? Yeah. You've never heard a reflexive line in a song? Not like that. It's, 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 uh, it, ju- it was just to rhyme. It rhymes with land. Oh, Canada, our home and native land, true patriot love in all of us command. So there's other things you could have that rhyme with land but that changes the whole lyric edit what about canned in all of us are canned you could find just change the whole line you see you're just you're just doing the thing like i'm a cat you have to meow right now no this doesn't this does not i i this does not sound like proper in all of us command what but that was always the line why did you not have trouble with it before because in all our sons command how about it just in all our command because you need an extra syllable there. Why? How because about just the line do, was, like, do like they did in Gold Digger? Um, all you're doing is changing our sons to in all of us. It's just not making it just sons. Because the same, it's like, sentence makes no sense. 
Well, then the original sentence made no sense. That, that may very well be true. But it does make sense. No. Language no has sense. just, language is just devolved to the set that people aren't taught structure. People aren't ta taught parts of speech. The only way I learned the proper names for parts of speech is because I took French beyond grade nine. And we actually learned the parts of speech in French. And I applied it to English because we have many similar parts of speech, not all the same. Um, la salle de bain. That's bathroom. That, I, la, that's na, na. one of the important things I learned in French class. Na, 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 pa, de, pa. Où est la salle de bain? Uh, where is the bathroom? That's all mm -hmm. I really need to understand because that's an emergency statement in French. Bonjour, au revoir. Uh, où est la salle de bain? Si we had to learn, puis j'allais à la toilette. May I please go to the bathroom? We had to be. We had See, to I never got life. that far. Yeah, really? We learned that in like the third grade. Okay, well, you were in the smart class. <laughs> I think French education just got a bit better by the time I was in school too. They were taking it a bit more seriously because now it's like, oh, you want a government job? You have to be somewhat bilingual. You know uh, why a government worker doesn't look out the window in the morning? They'll have, nothing, they'll have nothing to do all afternoon. Ba -dum -bum, ba -dum -bum. Which is actually not true. Government workers work their ass off. But seriously, they really I just, do. I, are, are you, I mean, are you where I am? Ed? You're just sick of people freaking out about words. I am yeah. so sick about people freaking out about words. It's, you know, when somebody is intending to be cruel and when they're not. And just because somebody said, oh, I meant nothing by it. You know you know they're in, they're being cruel or they're intended to be controlling so on and so forth that's what matters not the word itself words are just sounds that we've agreed have meaning please stop freaking out about words it's about it's about what words do it's about what what words are intended to do let's get back to sanity please not these manipulations all right well from your mouth to the internet's ears. Yeah. Um, Liana can be heard uh, on It's Not Therapy, her show every week, practical, hands-on uh, uh, suggestions for day-to-day uh, -day challenges, stress, family issues, friend issues, relationship issues, burnout, um, uh, toxic workplaces, things like that. Uh, 7 p.m. if you want to listen to it when, as soon as it comes out, I'll hot off the presses on Thursday, but also available uh, on any of the major uh, or minor podcast platforms. It's Not Therapy is what it's called. Very entertaining show, smart, funny, and I always learn something. Um, and Leanna also, YouTube channel, Leanna K, uh, videos four days a week, five if you're a Patreon and support the channel. Um, and that's it. Ready to go? Yes. All right. Um, and so we turn this over to Leanna to, uh, to give our, our, our traditional... Uh, wrap up. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.